We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. We're going to talk some NIL um, using the basis of Ross Dellinger's story that we sort of teased a good bit yesterday. We'll, uh, we'll hit that a good bit today. Some other stuff going around the uh, sports world as well. Yes, no uh, no Ted Lasso spoilers. Seriously, uh, no spoilers. Yeah, nothing. Don't, don't do don't From do us or you guys, that is the deal. Well, I haven't here. seen the I, end. I mean, I've watched zero of the entire season oh, yet. So, okay. Yeah. I've watched everything but the finale, which I think got published late last night. That is correct. Please don't do that in the th- in this. That's that would suck. When are you going to watch today? You are. Yeah. Okay. Are you looking forward to it? No. Because it's over. Or yeah. Because it's over. Okay. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I wrote about this in Ten Thoughts. I mean, we'll get to the stuff to say. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, that that they dropped that at a time when the world was kind of upside down, and frankly, people like me were kind of living sort of pissed off, and um, they didn't make it about the pandemic. It felt normal, and and so it was the perfect season one for what the world needed at that moment. Yeah, there's no doubt. And then you know, season two had its weird moments, but but I really liked it. And then season three, and I wrote about this, and I'm not to piss people off, but I thought they went super political and super woke at the beginning, and I was like, damn, are y'all really going to do this to this show? And then the last few episodes have been absolute grand slams. I mean. Glenn Allen Hill shots to the, <laughs> I mean, really, really good. Like I, I wrote about this, the last episode, the next to last episode of season three, I was on a treadmill running. I laughed out loud to the point that people looked at me like, you okay? And at one point I had to stop because I was crying. Really? It was great. And if you can, as an artist, if you can make someone laugh, and I'm not to be Jim Valvano here, but if you can make someone laugh and cry in the same you episode, just, you did the job. You did the job. It was fantastic. I don't. I don't mind admitting that. I mean, I was literally having to stop. Is and it go as blow my popular nose. as if, if it comes out not in the pandemic? Probably not. Yeah, Probably I, not. I think I agree because everybody watched it and nobody's doing anything else. Fell in love with it, yeah. and it wasn't political, and it wasn't about the pandemic. Yeah, and it came out at a time. I mean, if you go back and think about that time, 
people were getting angry. Yeah, sure. I was. I mean, I was pissed. Summer I mean, I was, of twenty. Summer of twenty. Yeah, the summer of peaceful but mostly fiery and sort of mur- murdery pot protest when people were like, "Wait a minute, hold up, we can't go anywhere." But there are hundreds of thousands of people marching on the street. Mm-hmm. Is this thing a killer or not? The schools aren't open, but you can do this. People were angry, and that show diffused that for at least an hour. You got to just sort of travel to London and be there. Be there with this. It was the coach. it was the TV version of reading the the great book. You get lost in the book. Yeah. Let, it, let 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 me go to that character, go to that place, transform into that yeah, that like, location. For it's a like Sipreb. Uh, he's right here. He says it's like Tiger King. If there's no pandemic, nobody watches Tiger King. Yeah. Nobody, because it wasn't that good. But it was unique, and so we all sort of watched it. Because what else the hell were we going to do? Yeah. And there was a certain community through social media of watching those shows. Yeah. Well, there's no question about you it. You get on, and we're. Because what it's else? our one way to communicate in those ways in some in, in some instances. And, and Tiger King came out spring of 2020, so it Did was it? like the first thing. Okay, I, 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 and then I'm, I'm some lost. of the other stuff came out at a time when we were starting to get kind of angry, right? Or at least people like me were getting. angry. And then Lasso goes, yeah, they they, they hit right chords through one and again. I have not watched season three yet. I have no clue. So season three, they spend the first few episodes setting some things up. They have a couple of episodes that feel like they were really politically motivated. And then there's almost feels like someone walked in the room and said, Hey guys, let's remember what our roots are here. And they got back to it. And I'm not spoiling anything. The last three episodes have been awesome. And so I expect the fourth one to be. So basically the second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I expect this last one probably to be a bit of a tearjerker. I mean, I sort of know a couple of things that are coming because they set it up in the last one, but there's enough unknown that I'm super curious to see how it all kind of ends up. Yeah. I just, I, I don't really know why I had to get completely caught up on succession and finish it before I went to Ted Lasso for what I mean, I could have easily watched them at the same time. I don't know why I didn't, but I just didn't. I was kind of consumed to get through They're They're so different that I think I went, Nope, let me just go to this world and we'll finish. Sure, and then sure. I'll stop I that, that and I'll go to this. I and get that. I don't need to be in this grimy, everybody sucks world. And then 30 minutes later, be trying to laugh about, biscuits in london and the whole deal so yeah it's just sort of sort of where that was at the uh at the time and now we've moved on so we can do lasso next oxford exxon highway six west in oxford you know about all the uh local op- options for you that be the uh the ribs the lunch specials and much more but a uh, friday is uh national donut day two locations to uh participate in this the uh, clinton location the brookhaven location of the blue sky if you can come in between six and nine o'clock, giving away a free donut to each person. Those two Friday, those two uh, locations, Brookhaven, Clinton, six to nine on Friday. Go in, get a free donut. What's worse than that? Nothing. It's great. It's awesome. Go uh, take advantage of that. Get a free donut. Those two uh, locations, and then they make them homemade every day. So if you like them, you can try different flavors. Go in if you're in the uh, the Jackson area or in Brookhaven. Donuts there with the blue sky. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest will join uh, later in the week. 
are on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify. Either way, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net, 404-973-9901. So, again, we teased it yesterday. Ross Dellinger uh, with an excellent NIL story um, from, really from the SEC meetings in Destin. Setting the landscape of where things are here headed into the uh, the summer of 2023 as schools, legislatures, um, wealthy donors, a, a large group of people at every school have figured out ways or are trying to figure out ways to give advantages, to sidestep rules, to make it as advantageous as possible. Um, and we're going to go through the actual story. I, I, I'll say I had a couple of thoughts, though. I read it, and maybe this is – I don't think this is me being dramatic, Neil, but okay. maybe so. I read it, and I came away just being kind of sad. Oh. And I went – you know, it's funny you say that because yesterday, for whatever reason, I kind of had this heaviness all day, and I don't know what it was about. And I don't think it was necessarily all about that, but I read the story, and anyway, I, I interrupted your no, thought. No, you're good. I, you're I, I interrupted your thought. Go ahead. Well. I didn't mean to. I apologize. No, you're good because I read it, and nothing in this – I mean, we, we're, we've clearly been in the Tyson zone from a – college football landscape of nothing shocks us anymore. I mean, it takes a lot to go, wow, really? That's the case? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Everybody's trying to win and get their advantages and whatnot. But I read it and a couple things come to mind. One, this was always going to be where it was headed. Yes, thank you. Said as much from the very beginning. Yeah. He has a couple quotes that are very, very aggressive in the story that we'll get to. I thought they were sort of resigned. Well, maybe. That's a good point. Frustrated either way in whatever connotation you want to put off that. Sure. Um, it it simply showed it, – it, look, in some ways – again, I don't know if I'm connecting this, and I'm, I'm, I'm rambling through this, but it's fine because it's a podcast. It gave me a similar feeling to succession in a way. A bunch of rich people just sort of finagling oh. with rules to one-up each other. Because what's actually happened here? And I, I've got. I was talking to a buddy this morning who's sane, good friend, um, and he felt similar in a different way from a donor standpoint after reading this this story. I'm going to read some of his quotes in my text in a minute, but the fans are being in, put in charge of paying everything while everybody else simply plays chess moves with their money. Yeah, there's no real accountability, and this is nothing against Walker or. Get God A and M or anywhere else. I, again, it was always destined for this. They were always going to figure out one ways to one up each other. I mean, there's a part of me that would love to sit down with Walker and, and have. The, I mean, he would never do it yeah. because he'd be, he'd be he'd be he'd be dumb too. Dude. He'd be stupid to do it. But where you're like, what did you think you were getting into? Versus what did you get into? And if you knew what you were actually you getting into, would with? you have sprinted in the other direction a thousand miles an hour? We, I don't think this is what people like him thought they were signing up for. Our constant words about this is it's not sustainable. But it's become not sustainable when you read this story to a level that's hard to put into words because everybody's doing all this legal minutia and ways to sidestep in all these different ways. I mean, when you have an SEC AD who says we're basically just money laundering, mm-hmm. direct quote, mm-hmm. um, 
you've got them all admitting that they have to now go press their legislatures to pass a bunch of rules trying to match. I mean, here's the best part is that A&M has this set up in place where they are going to start giving priority points to anyone who donates to their NIL fund. They say that their foundation is separate enough to allow that. But they're almost doing it in this weird, cocky, I know something you don't weigh, where when people are trying to figure out, okay, what is that separation status? They go, oh, well, we can't really tell you that. We're just saying we're comfortable with our legal me, interpretation of this. Hold that thought. Go ahead. Because you're, you're on to something. I mean, for the people who haven't read the story. Yeah. Or like, well, t- talk me through this. So I'm going to read these three quick paragraphs. Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. For perspective. Yeah, sure. This is from Ross Dellinger in Sports Illustrated. Texas A&M's fundraising arm, the 12th Man Foundation, made a splash when it announced an NIL offshoot in February. The 12th Man Plus Fund is an NIL initiative that allows donors to contribute to a fund that distributes payments to athletes. While the Plus Fund does not describe itself as an NIL collective, it operates as such while under the university's fundraising arm. It is believed to be the first distribution model that allows a school's booster to be that heavily involved in the NIL space. Donations to the PLUS Fund, like those to the 12th Man Foundation, are tax-deductible and earn benefits such as priority points. In satisfying the NCAA's policy for a quid pro quo, sorry, I can't can't say that without laughing, come on. Athletes are paid by the PLUS Fund to promote its parent company, the 12th Man Foundation, which through, is their OMAF <laughs> through social media posts and appearances. In short, athletes are being paid to advertise for an entity whose primary goal is to fund their school's athletics department. Yes. And then Ross points out, Ross Dellinger points out that basically the rest of the league is watching this going, okay. But that's how that's bullshit. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I know, I know, but, I know. Comma, that's bullshit. But forgive my language. But that's what they're saying. Yeah, they're sure. adding an adjective in front of the word. But, but if nothing's going to happen to them, we have no choice but to follow suit because it, it, they're either they're either absolutely brazen criminals here or they're trailblazers. And not everybody can blaze this same trail, man. Not everybody can do the same thing. Not to get off the subject at all, but like there was a lot of criticism of Nick Saban yesterday because of what he said. Yeah. Nick Saban was exactly right. Nick Saban was 100% right. He might be motivated by something sure. else. He but, always is. But, yeah. it, but that doesn't change the fact that he was right. If I tell you that the sky is blue today, I might be telling you that because I'm excited to get out in the sun or whatever the deal is. But, but the truth is that the sky is blue. To my point, even A&M right there and what they just did, that's targeting mid-level donors for the mm-hmm. most part. Sure. Sure. I mean, look, because you have three levels of donors at every school. Mm-hmm. Now, the numbers inside these categories vary wildly, but you have three sure. categories. You have wealthy people who give and give a lot, and it doesn't affect their bottom line at all. It does not affect what they do day to day. They're good. Yep. Those are the big fish. You need as many of those as possible because they're they're even giving without emotion, really. It's just, yes, this is what we want to support. Just like if they gave a bunch of money to building projects or whatever. This yep. is what we choose to do with our cash. Those need to be as high as possible. On the bottom end, you have the people who are fans, 
who maybe budget for season tickets, but mm-hmm. that's about it. They just kind of they they're, they're, they 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 subscribe to Rebel Grove and they buy season tickets and they do these things and they're very engaged, sure, emotionally very involved. But that's kind of where they are financially. They got a budget, but the mid level guy, mm-hmm. and it's, it's what I'm dovetailing into here, and I'll, I'll get back around to why this bothered me after this is, yeah, sure, they buy tickets. Um, they also donate to different things. They give money every month. Maybe they even, you know, can jump up and join the Vault Society or something like that. Or, you know, again, I'm using Ole Miss examples, but any school. Sure. But when they look at this and see this and see, what's it for? And I'm choosing to do this instead of these five things for you all to play this game of chess that I really have no say in whatsoever. And you're counting on me to do this. That's a problem. Agreed. And that's a group that is, in a lot of ways, a lifeblood to your university because they're doing enough in every way. And that's the largest, that's a very large category there, too. And Mm -hmm. when I read this, I thought, this is just a bunch of people playing Monopoly with other people's money in a way. And we're in the the early phases of this. So, what happens in a few years when the results come back and the results haven't really changed? And you're like, what am I doing? Well, look, because Ole Miss is probably close to what A&M has structurally. I mean, like the foundation being a separate entity. Yeah. Ole Miss could argue because they aren't beholden to those four-year contracts and those different things that they are separate. They're definitely more separate than I think, you know, I think Georgia is actually one of the ones that's tied up really tightly in a way that is really bad for Georgia. Now they'll figure it out. They have all the money in the world, but whatever. Um. But even Ole Miss kind of looks at it with A&M's going, yeah, but I don't understand that key piece that's missing on how. Because, look, when you're – and Grind pointed this out. When you exist only for this reason, you are a piece of that reason. You are – you're in a building on campus. You are – you know what I mean? You're paid yeah. through – like there's so many connections here to where what this all comes down to is how much the NCAA actually cares or what they are willing to do. Either way, my point is how far do they push this? Because yeah, they yeah. really push this. They can bury the whole damn thing. They can. Uh, yeah. Because look. I think so. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not wrong. disagreeing when maybe, I take a deep breath. I'm just thinking. Maybe well, Walker texts me and goes, this is stupid. Maybe you're saying, again, fine, Walker, holler at me. But the, even the le- the legal ease thing, the NCAA is a private organization. Its punishment is not beholden to state law, but we keep acting like it is. We keep going, nope, nope, nope. We created a law that says that. It doesn't matter what you guys say. We can do this. And and maybe so, but if I'm the head of the NCAA, I look up and go, hold on a minute. Nobody's forcing you to be a member of my organization. I can create my own rules. Just because you have a law in place doesn't mean that you can prohibit what I can do as a member of this organization. Augusta National doesn't care about Georgia state law. Mm -mm. It's their club. They do whatever they want. You're voluntarily a member of that club. So let me read you another paragraph. Yeah, sure. As of now, the 12th Man Plus Fund has not struck any deals with athletes. The initiative is building infrastructure and fundraising and hiring staff members before springing into action later this summer, Ross Bjork, the athletics director at Texas A&M, said. Those around the SEC wonder if the Plus Fund is delaying action because of NCAA inquiry and or until the new Texas law states affect July 1st so the school has protection. When the Plus Fund does leap into action, its model isn't complicated. 
Donors can elect for any portion of their contributions to the 12th Man Foundation to be directed to the Plus Fund and a specific A&M sports team. Yes. What donors can't do is take the cash they've committed to the 12th Man Foundation and send it to the Plus Fund. Move money already there is what it's saying. Or pledged. The 12th Man Foundation funds facility renovations and construction at at Texas A&M. Yeah, basically, if you gave to making it localized, if you gave to the softball complex or if you gave to the Manning Center, you can't go, no, 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 I want that money to now move to NIL. It's already been earmarked for those reasons. Then there's there's a little bit more here, so we'll we'll, we'll stop beating on Texas A&M here. We'll, we'll move it to two other states, Arkansas and Missouri, that have passed laws in their legislatures that allow the universities to get actively involved in the NIL space. And in there, and in that leg, in that especially Missouri, I'm not sure about Arkansas, but I've read them some of the Missouri legislation. It specifically says in the NCAA can't do anything about it. Which Mississippi has some of that too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it says while A and M drew the spotlight, the Twelfth Man Foundation was not the first such fundraising arm to dabble in NIL. Since last fall, Arkansas athletes have earned NIL compensation from attending charity events through One Arkansas, a nonprofit collective that is owned by the Razorback Foundation the school's primary foundation. While donors to one Arkansas do not receive priority points, the initiative straddled the line enough to evoke a meeting between school administrators and those within the SEC headquarters last fall. As for Missouri, its state law mirrors the rest, but with a twist. High school athletes in the state can discuss NIL deals (laughs) and earn NIL compensation after signing a letter of intent, so December the 20th, but before enrolling in the college. Here's the kicker. Yeah. In order to qualify for early NIL, athletes must have signed with an in-state school. That's why Eli Drinkwitz tweeted, yes. game changer. Because Luther, whatever, was cool because he would have, in this world, because he signed with Missouri. Had he signed with Arkansas, he would not have been eligible for those deals. And then last couple things, because I know I'm, I'm reading too much, but I want to give Ross credit because this is terrific. He says, meanwhile, Arkansas and Texas A&M share a glaring similarity. Their foundations are legally classified as separate entities from the athletic department, which is not the case with all schools, as Chase was mentioning with Georgia. The important fact, this important fact, combined with their protective state law, affords them the freedom to operate in such a way, the schools say. The schools say. But they won't be alone for long. These things kind of take off in the SEC. We're going to one-up our neighbor. He's quoting someone as saying, they are protected by state law, which is pretty fascinating. Why wouldn't other states do the same? And again, Ole Miss is closer to that than the other side. I don't know exactly where, but they they would have arguments saying they are separate entities for sure. The state of Oklahoma has a very similar rule, and Oklahoma, as you guys know, is joining the SEC here pretty soon. Yeah. So, it's. it's, I mean – yeah, plenty more. I want to get into the rest of my uh, my thought in a second. Before I do, I'll tell you that uh, spring is here. It's time to refresh your outdoor spaces. Heavenly Sunshine Property Services, your go-to professional power washing from your home's exterior and sidewalks to your deck and patio. The team has the experience and equipment to get the job done right. With their advanced power washing techniques and attention to detail, they can remove dirt, grime, and mildew to reveal a fresh and clean surface. They've been serving the Mid-South, the Oxford area for four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash, roof applications, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. So give them a call today and enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. You can visit the website at heavenlysunshine.com or call Sandy at 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate and use the code MPW1010 for a 10% discount. 
Are you vacationing on Florida's Emerald Coast this summer? Whether you're pl- staying on 30A or Pensacola Beach or anywhere in between, please check out Captain Lee Comerford and Salty Lab Charters. Licensed and insured, he offers custom excursions such as dolphin watching along uh, Destin Beaches, Crab Island, sandbar experiences, sunset cruises, eco-tours, and much more. He's an Ole Miss grad, an Air Force veteran, has more than 30 years of boating experience along Florida's Emerald Coast. All of the trips are private to your group. Check him out on Instagram or book today at Salty Lab Charters. Use the code REBELGROVE20 to save 20%. Today's the last day of May. This code is valid through the end of the day. So uh, if you're thinking about booking something, you need to do it today. It can be applied to any charter booked in 2023. Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi is a family-owned dealership in operation for more than 60 years. They've got a service department with more than 100 years of combined experience. If you're looking for motorcycles, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, scooters, generators, wave runners, lawnmowers, compact tractors, and more, Lake Hill has it. From Honda, Yamaha, Bobcat, Hyson, KO, and other name brands, get in touch with Michael McCalla in Corinth at 662-871-6918. Or visit him in person at 2003 Highway 72 East Annex in uh, Corinth. Mention that you heard about Lake Hill on the podcast. Your first oil change on your new purchase is free. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp. They've also got fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. Uh, The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. The College Corner is next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Temperatures are supposed to get into the 90s next week, so if your AC is acting like it's a little bit unhealthy, now's the time to get in touch with Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222, right there on South Lamar in Oxford. Let them handle all your medications. To do that, you make one phone call, they transfer them, they take care of the rest. When you do that, you get free delivery. You also get MedSync with a food prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with GNM or, again, Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs. That number is 662-236-2222. So, <clears throat> like I said, I... I already read this anyway. I mean, I'd read this and started having some similar thoughts. And then I got these texts this morning. Okay. And um, I'm not going to reveal his name or anything. But, again, sane friend of mine. I'm not just throwing somebody out there or whatever. And, again, maybe people disagree. Maybe people agree. But the point is, I bet he's not the only one. Um, sure. That, that feels pretty strong. So I'm going to read some here. It says, um, let's see. Knew I was going to talk about NIL today. and said, quote, I'm not feeling sorry for myself, but I think the most disenfranchised fans are not the ones who are super rich or the ones who just buy tickets every now and then. It's the middle folks who budget to donate to the school and buy their family season tickets. I think Ole Miss has a huge portion of that. Maybe I'm wrong. It just feels that way. We more easily tapped out, but have always been loyal to giving. The squeeze from everything, bad games, feels like it hits us, hits us harder. Again, maybe I'm feeling sorry, but losing has become our fault. The casual fan wasn't giving anyway. 
I've been a Vault Society member. That, that's kind of stretching it for me, but I know several people like that. Now they're basically telling you that doesn't mean anything and you need to be giving more to this undocumented NIL fund or you aren't helping the program. It's a major turnoff to me, and I can see myself becoming very casual with it going forward. Uh, let's see. That was your call-up. Makes me want to throw my hands up. Like, what's the point in this expletive? You've discussed this too, but the simple logic tells me I shouldn't be budgeting to make sure the $9 million a year coach is successful. I've read the column five times, and sometimes I wonder, what am I doing taking money from my children from this? I think in the past, we donated and maybe felt like it benefited the fan because it was usually framed as donating for facilities, amenities, experiences. Now it's just for athletes, which I understand winning is the best experience. I don't know. Just frustrating, and now I follow European soccer and pro sports more than I ever have. It's a logical take. No, he's not alone. I mean, look, I know know people who are fans of Ole Miss – Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, Alabama, Auburn. There's some commonality with fans. I'm not talking about the hardcore crazies. And I'm not making fun of the hardcore crazies. I probably qualify as that with the Cubs sometimes. But but just the people who, like what he said just then, is like sometimes you got to make decisions like, where's, where's my money going? I mean, you know, when – when your wife says, "Hey, do we are we do we really need to give that to that?" You know, little Johnny's got braces coming soon. We spent a lot of money on travel ball. This this dance stuff is expensive. Ball break trip or NIL fund? Yeah, you know, I don't want to cancel our beach trip. Yeah, instead of going to London, why don't, we're just going to Destin, right? Because we did this instead. Yeah. So that, so that what? That's my point. And again, it's it's so multifaceted because I get why players should be compensated. Sure, completely, no problem with that. That sure. is not the point. That's where Saban's quote yesterday kind of hit me as you know what he's right. But at the end of the day, the onus put on the fans right now, where there is like this, and I, and this is not about the collective doing it to the fan. Maybe it's even self framed in some way. But it does almost kind of come off like, I mean, like you said, I mean, a coach loses a game and goes, well, I mean, it's just not fair. You are kind of blaming the fan. You're not kind of blaming them. You are blaming the fan. Had you given more, we might have gotten that player or won that game. Yeah, they're more talented than us because they had more money to buy players. I mean, Lane gave a very honest answer to the to the Houston Chronicle A&M beat writer yesterday in, in Destin about that, was asked, why are you poking at Jimbo? Mm-hmm. He gave an honest answer. It's not wrong, but at the same time, it's going, they have more money. It's the truth. It's the truth. Well, I mean, why is Jimbo on the hot seat? I mean, he's on the hot seat because, hey, you told us you needed all this money. We gave you all this money. You told us that you'd get all these players. You got them, and now you still don't win? Yeah, I just feel like I'm sitting here, and I know it's still in the roots, but I'm watching where the fan is and where the sport is, and they're just moving farther and farther apart as time goes. I've told you this for the longest time. I just, I just see this disconnect that is widening and widening. And I mean, look, maybe, the, maybe acknowledging it is the first path to fixing it. I don't know. Now, how do they fix it? Not my problem. Way above my pay sure. grade. But maybe that's what this is. Because look, if we're just going to completely head in sand and not talk about it, it's only going to widen with no change whatsoever. Right. And again, I don't know what to do about it, but I'm just telling you, I see it. Well, like Chris, and, and Chris, Beard, Chris Beard was on our podcast the other day, and he said, you know, you're not going to see teams with the same three or four guys for three or four years. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, like Matt Morell's coming back for his fourth season. He got some NBA feedback. I think Matt's got a chance to be a second-round draft pick if he can kind of clean up his ball handling a little bit, work on some things. People like him. He's physically, he's a freak. Um, that being said, Matt's going to play his fourth season at Ole Miss next year. Jamin Brakefield's going to play his third. When fans go to the games, you recognize their faces. You've watched mm-hmm. their progress. So if they win next year, okay? Yeah. Let's just say if they win next year. Well, what, what you like about that is that you remember when they lost, right? And so when people do this, well, it's pro sports. No, it's not. I mean, there's a boy sleeping in the room next door who has followed the same NBA team for a long time. He watched Kevin Durant leave, and he cut the head off the thing, and Russell Westbrook, he went all in on Russell, and then they traded Russell, and he had to get past that. But now he's got this group of guys that he's watching develop year over year. I read a big story about how the Nuggets got built. If you're a Nuggets fan today, if you're a Denver Nuggets fan today, they're, got to see the whole. they're playing in the finals tomorrow, and you have watched this thing with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic and the same coach. And so your heartstrings are attached to these guys because you've watched them, quote, grow up, end quote. That's part of the college thing that we used to love, the St. Eli Manning. When, you know, Eli played that, I know his last name was Manning and all that stuff, but he had some tough losses, had some big wins, had some tough losses, had that LSU game. When he played in the Cotton Bowl, there were a lot of wet eyes in the stands because you'd watch this guy play in your program for five years. Last summer, Tim Elko, Kevin Graham, Justin Bench. Absolutely. Seen those dudes through it all. No question about it. You were with them when they had the 2020 season canceled and they cried on the field and the whole mm-hmm. deal. Sure. When you start taking that stuff, when you take those elements out of it and you just make it this commercial enterprise... I don't know that it works on the same scale that it's always worked. You're killing the one thing that matters more in college than any other thing, which is heartstrings. Well, Emotion. In, in sports, really, if you think about it. Yeah, because the college level even more. Sure. But, but frankly, any sports. Because if you take a step back and go, does it really matter? No. Does this really impact my life? Well, I mean, You know what I mean? It's probably a bad example because they also got worse, and I get that, but... I was a little less involved or intrigued by the Saints after Peyton and Breeze left for a year. Yeah, sure. It's not what I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about Jameis Winston. No. You cared about Drew Brees. Yeah, sure. You cared about Reggie Bush. Sean Payton. All the dudes that were on that team that got you to the Super Bowl and then you had the heartbreak. I mean, it was, last year was kind of different for me with the Cubs. No Anthony Rizzo and no Chris Bryant and Javier Baez was gone, and I couldn't yell at him for swinging at a pitch four feet out of the strike zone. And then and next time up, he hits one 450 feet, and I'm like, oh, he's the greatest ever. I mean, yeah, you take that stuff away. And that's kind of what sports is about. I mean, if next season the Thunder go to the playoffs, he's going to be dialed the hell in. Why? Because he's followed these same dudes for years now. He watched them win 22 games and then, and then get to a play-in and win a play-in. You know what I mean? I mean, that, there's a build you got to be careful when you take the build away because it's super easy for anybody with any sport, pick your sport, pick your team, to go, you know what, this doesn't matter. Because in reality, it doesn't really matter. No. The and Saints look, won the Super Bowl. You had to get up the next morning and work. Yeah. The Cubs won the, the World Series. I woke up the next morning intoxicated. 
But I still had a podcast to do. I had an interview to go do. We say we, we talked to Ross that morning. I mean, I had stuff to write. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I did it happier. Yeah, sure. And the world felt good. Yeah, sure. But I still Your coffee to, was a little better that morning, but that's about it. I still yeah. had to do stuff. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm agreeing with your word the longer we talk about it. I thought maybe Sankey. Do what? You said you're agreeing with who? With you. Your oh. word. Resignation. Oh. Um, okay. I, gotcha. I think resigned. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the read from that article is the president, you know, Keenan, Walker Jones, Sankey. Everybody, but maybe thought A and M's aura in that was they're getting one off on everybody right now, and they're kind of celebrating it. Thought Ross's quote. I'm not mad at Ross. I get it. He's doing his job. But it was a little haughty. It was like, oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah I sure. mean, everybody would like to just take them out back and beat the hell out of them right now. Actually, well, there's no doubt. That's because, that. Yeah, and it leads into something. Yeah. Uh, but everybody else is seeing the car crash coming and goes, I don't know how to stop it. So do we just start speeding up too? Many foundations are not set up as separate nonprofit entities, but are legally under the umbrella of an athletics department. They share employees with the school, even operate from on-campus buildings and answer directly to school leaders. Yeah. Such a close connection risks violating Title IX law and or exposing a university to accusations of employment. Right now, a word that scares leaders within college sports circles. For decades now, the NCAA and SEC have considered a school's foundation as a representative of the school itself, no matter its separation. Foundations raise money from a pool of donors and then funnel that cash to the athletic department. Sound familiar? At many places, foundations and collectives are at odds, a fractured relationship of two fundraising arms that are working a similar pot of boosters for cash, one for the athletic department to fund coaching salaries, scholarships, facility upgrades, and one fund... NIL for athletes. What happens if, and this is going to happen, it's already getting hinted at, there's a class action suit involving Title IX. You're taking all of this money into this collective and you're giving it to the football teams. What about what about the women's golf team? There's yeah. so much here. That's what, yeah, because look, when it's straight in aisle, the way it was written, again, this was never going to stay, but I'm just, I'm proving a point. And we never even spent a minute there. No, but I'm proving a point. When it's that, it's third party entities simply choosing where they want to spend their money. They are fully in their rights to do that. Clark there are no Ford, problems. Clark Ford gets somebody to do If they want to get the football or women's golf or rifle or yep. chess, it doesn't sure. matter. Sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Again, the way it was intended, name, cool. image, likeness. This is where Saban's right. Yesterday, he goes, "It's not that anymore. It's pay for play." Well, I mean, directly when even Missouri's saying, "Hey, if you sign with Missouri, you can go ahead and get paid." Yeah, I mean, my God, you have to put a tweet out, but come on, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So, point being, though, yeah, when it gets now to the collective, just simply gets the money. They are to whatever level tied to the university, and then they decide where to then distribute the cash because it's been, it's been the under talked about and underreported element that I just find fascinating, not even in a negative way, not in a way that I criticize because I get it's how it works, but it's the sports competing inside their respective collective for percentages of the money. I find that more fascinating than anything else. Cause sure. again, every dollar that Jimbo Fisher gets is a dollar that Buzz Williams or Jim Schlossnagel is not getting. Yes. That's 100%. That is fascinating to of me. Of course. 
And, and now so, I get we do it for these sports and facilities and everything else, but it is different when you're just going cash. Yeah, you need a power forward. <laughs> you need a shortstop. Right. <laughs> I need a running back. Yeah, right. Because, <laughs> look, there's going to be de- contracts done where coaches come in and go, okay, part of my contract is I get so-and-so percentage of the fund that you guys have. Absolutely. But what happens when the percentage goes down? Which one has to be a percentage, not a dollar figure? You can't go, hey, I get $2 million. There's just so much here. I, I mean, mean, you pointed out yesterday that annually the average Power 5 football player gets ten dollars to $50,000. Um, on average, five players on each team get over $100,000. And then from a collective standpoint, the median collective is $3 million on hand for money. Obviously, some have 7 to 10. Ole Miss publicized 10 last fall. We know several other sissy schools are that or more. Um because you also have to remember, median is not average. That means the middle in the in the in the text. Meaning, half the schools have at least over three million dollars. That's not nothing. It's a lot of money. That's thirty something schools over three million. That's not just the SEC. Yeah, which tells you if you're under that, go ahead and just call it a day. I'm just, I'm just. There's so much here. I mean, I could spend. I mean, again, kudos to Ross, man. This is, I mean, this it's is really fanta- well done. This is fantastic journalism. Um, Jerry Moorhead, the president of the SEC Executive uh, Council, he's the president of the University of Georgia, chairs the NCAA Division One Board of Directors. So probably knows a few folks. <laughs> Believe schools are putting athletes' eligibility status quote at risk end quote with the foundation approach quote. If NIL payments come directly or indirectly from the institution, that sounds like an employment relationship. Michael Leroy, an Illinois law professor who has published extensive work on labor policy, believes the Texas A&M situation could eventually be used in the NCAA's court battle in the Johnson case, a fight over whether athletes are employees playing out in the state of Pennsylvania. Many experts already believe college athletes meet many of the indicators used to determine employment. For starters, Leroy says, athletes are in a controlled environment for work, such as playing games and attending practices. Someone also benefits financially from the work, such as coaches, administrators, etc. The latest foundation moves bring athletes even closer to found, to employment status. It has all the appearances of an in-house payroll system, he said. This reflects how short-sighted schools are. Everybody is trying to out-compete the next guy, and they don't have a strategy for tackling the big picture. In the course of doing this, they harm their long-term interest in protecting the amateurism model. There's just a ton here, and there's more on Title IX. It just kind of goes on and Title on. Title IX doesn't quite feel like it gets to that level yet, but, but we're closing in. And then you have it towards the end, Charlie Winfield, who operates Mississippi State's collective. He just says there's a lot of wait and see on this. Everybody is watching the test case, Which and that's A&M. Texas A&M. And so far, so far, at least publicly, Texas A&M's rolling with this. They're There's not, no. They're they, frankly not even that scared because they're bragging about it. They're just telling because basically what happened was they did they put this in place and all the other heads of the collectives, which they all kind of have worked together to some extent, they call and go, "So what's up?" And basically, A and M just sort of winks at them and goes, "We feel very comfortable with what we're doing. We're not telling you, but well, we're because, good because so far the the car is just rolling down the interstate. Nobody's put up a roadblock. I mean, Ross Bjork speaks publicly on this in Sports Illustrated. You you don't think this got read in Indianapolis? 
I mean, I can assure you it's been read over and over and over. There's steam coming out of people's ears. Because this is, yeah, this is a, it's the can quote that was necessary, but it's easy to see the haughty connotation to it. We're just trying to do all we can to support our athletes. There's no national standard. It's all local standards, so that's what we've done. We've adapted to our local environment. Ross isn't stupid, Ross Bjork. He knew when he said that to Ross Dellinger that was going to be quoted. I think he probably assumes that Indianapolis has Wi-Fi. That's got red. That's that's confidence, bordering on haughtiness. And again, I mean, you, you can you can hate Texas A and M. You can think what you think about Ross, but look if they if they get away with it, it's it's not it's it's just cutting edge. They're pioneers. And everybody appears to be kind of following them now or poised to follow them. Walker Jones, this Paul Winfield guy who I don't know. I'm sure he's a salt of the earth. Sure. Yeah, uh, fine, fine fellow. <laughs> I, I would assume they've had conversations where, hey, we, we need, they've probably already started lobbying legislators. I, I mean, I'm assuming that's coming next. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know that. I'm totally, well, of course. I'm totally guessing, but... And they've been able to push stuff in through in the past, so I assume they can do it again. I mean, I would guess that they've either done that independently or to As some degree to some degree together yeah sure because that's kind of how it's worked and, in the and past. if walker sends me a text that says i'm wrong i will report that yeah, i was sure, wrong sure no problem I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, we're I'm, somewhat speculating i mean I'm, I'm totally guessing but i'm i'm guessing logically if walker were to tell me no we haven't done that i'd be like really why not ah. it's it's nuts yeah, but I'm with you. I'm one of the things I am. So you're right. I mean, I'm just repeating you. I am absolutely fascinated at some of these schools, and I'm kind of waiting to see. Like, it, I'll use two examples: Kentucky and Arkansas. Okay, they're both hosting NCAA baseball regionals this week. Is Kentucky a national seed? I don't think so. Okay. But well, either Arkansas is a national seed. They're, they're going to have postseason baseball in 
Lexington and, and Fayetteville, respectively. Yeah. Kentucky is obviously a basketball power. Arkansas in the last three years has gone to two Elite Eights and a Sweet 16. So they've, I think by any measure, they've been pretty successful. In football, they're just kind of mediocre. You know, they're okay. Go to uh, Kentucky's gone to some pretty decent bowls over the last three or four years. Arkansas has gone to the Outback and the Citrus maybe and the Liberty this last year. It's whatever, right? Is that fair so far? Yeah, sure. Do you start going, hey, I know football's the cash cow, but we really don't have the the goods to be great at it. Let's do just enough to kind of stay where we are, and let's put our money in this. Let's win big in this. Let's let our fans get to Omaha. Uh, Arkansas took fans in droves to Omaha. Kentucky, if they went, I think would take a lot of fans to Omaha. Kentucky, their fans obviously take over basketball places when they're good. Sure. Maybe you just go screw it. Financially, does it make a difference is the question. And if not, then well, that's the question, right? Can you can you can you be good enough to just win seven games a year? If doing it this way and and put the put the because that's going to be the first move to the collectives, like their their first PR thing to get over is right now everybody's just accumulating money. Mm-hmm. We haven't played enough seasons yet. Exactly. When somebody goes six and six and the guy gets pissed off and goes, "Hang on a minute, you had seven million dollars and we went six and six. Let's take Ole Miss for example. Yeah. Okay. And you go. I think we both think they're going to do better than this, but let's just yeah, sure. Just, let's just play kicks and giggles. Yeah, sure. Okay. Let's do the kicks and giggles game. All right. Ole Miss starts off 3-0, and loses to Alabama, loses to LSU, and then loses at home to Arkansas. I think Ole Miss will beat Arkansas for the record. 3-3. Three three. But let's yeah. call it this for kicks and giggles. 3-3. Three and three. What's the mood like? Not very good because Auburn's coming up too. Yeah. And so what the mood is, people will start saying, we paid how much for this? So your question becomes, hey, had we just had $2 million, does that mean we also go 6-6 six and six, or does that mean we went 2-10? and 10? Right. I don't know. You so guys tell me. If we hadn't had this much money, would we have lost to Tulane? Would we have lost to Georgia Tech? I'm guessing not. So when you go finish that season six and six and you go to the Liberty Bowl, I think a lot of people would go, God, we could have paid a lot less for that. Well, we're seeing right now. I mean, you ask a lot of fans because we see them on the message board, communicate with them wherever, see them out around town, whatever, however you want to phrase the communication. There's a lot of people right now that are pretty damn geared up on basketball. Mm-hmm. and go, hey, why don't you just move it over there? That's my point. Hey. So I think and hang on said, a minute. Hey, 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 Beard can get us to the Elite Eight. Yeah, well, Michael, that sounds kind of fun. Michael Speck said that in the thread. So I think what would happen is a lot of people would be like, Well, damn, we could have taken a lot of that money, put it in basketball, get one more good player in basketball, been, and you're cooking with gas. Uh-huh. You know, if we had one more pitcher, yeah. One more infielder. Probably could have gotten the power forward and the pitcher for what that guy cost over there. Yeah. Paid how much for a reserve cornerback? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I don't know. And, and to your point, I think I kind of said this too, so I think we're on the same page. There's not enough sample size no. yet to know what people push back on. People haven't felt like they were betrayed with their money yet. Yeah. It's coming. Sure. Because there's no, it's somebody has to lose. Kentucky and South Carolina are going to play each other in a football yeah. game, and one of them's going to lose. Somebody's it. finishing seventh in the SEC West, and that collective is going to be pissed off. Yeah. Whomever that is. Well, and when they get through being pissed off, someone's going to look at it logically and go, okay, why did this happen? You do yeah. the autopsy. You don't simply just pour more money into it without doing the after-action review and go, hey, what's up? Why did this happen? Yeah. What difference would it have made if, and how much money, would, how much more would we have had to have to catch whoever's in third? And the team that's in third that went all in going for number one, they might look at it and go, is this our ceiling in this world? 
Because one of the reasons I think Nick Saban is as vocal as he is is I think he looks at this and goes, Alabama can't be at the top of this. I think he looks at it and goes, "We, if this is going to be the model, the way that we've sort of built our model doesn't work in this new landscape. It's Nick Saban. Look, Nick Saban has nothing to lose anymore. He's won 82 national championships. He's won 400 SEC titles. The man is a first ballot Hall of Famer. They've got statues of him. He's, he's going to go down as, if not the GOAT, one of the GOATs. Nothing, nothing's going to change that. So I kind of listen to him when he talks. I mean, he'd have to commit some sort of series of felonies to ruin his reputation. So when he talks, I just kind of listen. And I've met him a few times, and he's a little smarter than people give him credit for. His, some of his words of caution, I listen to them. I know that they're tainted at Alabama's interest. Everybody does that stuff. But it's not completely all about, hey, what he thinks about Alabama. This is the guy that a lot of people wish would t- would would resign from Alabama and be the college football czar. Got a question on Saban. Come to it in a second. <clears throat> Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. N-E-S-P-R-C serves people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone servers, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and much more. So again, call the office for the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties for those who need internet there. That's 662-238-3159. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis, some more in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Oh, we're brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelson. It's pharmaceutical-grade. It's manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards based out of Iuka, Mississippi. It's solutionsrx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. you got the warm-up patch, the overtime patch. Uh, it's all natural ingredients. Keep you in the game ready for your next play. It's gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code rebelgrove20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS. Automation Control Systems LLC is owned by my friend Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. Uh, ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. To learn more, get in touch with them at acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. On a personal note, I'd like to thank the people at Landman's Fine Jewelry. They have sponsored our show and different shows for years now, uh, they're going out of business later next month, retiring, I should say, uh, walking away. So the last couple of weeks to get in touch with them at LammonsFineJewelry.com or 662-234-2777. It's at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. And Father's Day is almost upon us. Dead Soxie has the perfect gift for any budget. 
Whether as a gift or buying for yourself, Dead Soxie is excited to help you celebrate with style. Sign up for a Dead Soxie NIL membership and receive new styles every month, or two months, three months, or even six months. These socks are not only comfort for your feet, they give back. Over 50% of the proceeds are pumped back into Ole Miss Athletics. If a sock subscription isn't your speed, ask for a Saturday 7-pack. Get seven unique designs to coordinate each of this season's seven home football games. Again, these packs give back to Ole Miss Athletics as well. And lastly, enjoy 25% off all non-licensed products with promo code REBELGROVE. Visiting DeadSoxy.com and stocking up on your favorite socks while supporting your beloved Rebels. It's a double win. Happy Father's Day from Dead Soxy. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. There are uh, ones that I enjoy the most, the Signature, the New Orleans-style barbecue. They're great over uh, salads or just by themselves for lunches or snacks or make them full dinners at home. You can do that also with the full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo, and more options. If you're close to a Rouse's, you can get them there in those brick-and-mortar locations. But if you'd like them shipped to you, we can help you out. We can make it cheaper for you. That is code RG. Use code RG for 25% off or more when you buy five pouches. So get your favorites, stock up on those, or try some sampler stuff from Prime Shrimp. Great shrimp available to you from the New Orleans-based company. So, again, that's code RG and PrimeShrimp.com. Yeah, you know, I know he's obviously successful, obviously competitive, all those different things. I mean, we're, we we don't have to go through the superlatives for, for Nick Saban at this point. Um, similar to what he said a decade ago about spread offenses, and then he hired Lane Kiffin and just did spread offenses. Um it wasn't going to be his demise Mm-mm. by any stretch of the imagination. No, he's going to adapt and compete. Nobody ever thought, in football at least, it was going to change the overall power structure. The bad, the great teams weren't going to just start sucking because NIL came into view. And the teams with not a lot of resources, there's reasons they didn't have a lot of resources, and that suddenly wasn't going to... Now, I do think you can move pecking orders in some ways, and I think in other sports you can really make commitments because it takes less overall money. Um, if somebody really wanted to be good at baseball, they could be good at baseball if they wanted to pump all the money into that. If somebody really wanted to get into the men's basketball to a higher level, you can move up structure because of, of money. You know, I mean, Oklahoma, whenever they did this, said, you know what, my God, we're going to be really good at softball when they're elite at softball. I mean, somebody had to make that decision and whatever that looked like. Uh-huh. I mean, if a school came in and go, nope, 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 we're about to pump $2 million into softball, you'll be really elite and really quick. Fast. I mean, you'll go run that shit other than Oklahoma, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there. Sure. But I guess my... Have you read his quotes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because they're fantastic. I mean, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. This is Nick Saban. Yeah. Um. He says, I think the big mistake that people make is college athletics is not a business. People say it's a business. It's not a business. It's revenue producing. When I was the coach with the Miami Dolphins, Wayne Hazinga owned the team. That was a business. He took a profit. He made money. He made a huge investment. That doesn't happen in college athletics. We reinvest every cent that gets made into non-revenue sports, to scholarships, to a lot of things that create a lot of opportunity for a lot of people, which is really, really good. So we're not talking about the same thing. It's not really a business. It's revenue producing, and nobody takes a profit. All the money gets reinvested in other opportunities for other people, whether it's facilities, whether it's scholarships, whether it's opportunities for people to play. He was asked about unionizing. 
You know, do you unionize and make players an employee model? He says, I have no problem with that. Unionize it. Make it like the NFL. I mean, if it's going to be the same for everyone, I think that's better than what we have now because what we have now is we have some states and some schools and some states are investing a lot more money in terms of managing their roster than others. And I think this is going to create a real competitive disadvantage for some in the future. And it's also going to create an imbalance in the competitive nature of the sport, which that's not good for the sport. Everything they do in the NFL is to create what? Parity. Parity. And if they could have every team going into the 17th week, 8-8, eight and eight, that would be like a dream for the NFL. Well, if you think there's disparity in college football right now, there's going to be a lot more in the future. And he talked about the, the complicating factor with the employee model. He says, so you're going to have to start paying tax on all that just because you got a tutor, you got to pay tax on what it costs. I don't know. Do you have to pay tax on the gear that you get? So all Health the, insurance premiums. Yes. So all of these things to me, I made the statement years ago and I got very criticized for it. Is this what we want college football to become? So now it's kind of becoming that. And I don't think it's going to be a level playing field because some people are showing a willingness to spend more than others, where if you want to bring the NFL into it, they have a salary cap. They have all the things that level the playing field. And we could put guidelines on some of this stuff that would do the same thing. He's not wrong. No, no, no. And here's my point about Saban. By the time it catches Alabama, he's probably going to be out of it. I actually think he's talking big picture right here. I think this is the former Michigan State, former LSU, current Alabama coach who coached in the NFL and saw it all. I just think I think he's telling the truth. I know there's some outside motivation, but I don't think the outside motivation is what's no, fueling it, What he's comments. saying is going to hit a lot more programs faster than Alabama. Exactly. I mean, I mean, is Alabama going to get hit? Sure, but Alabama has one issue. It's Georgia right now. It's, it's not an I. Bingo. Georgia started recruiting the players that Alabama used to get. Yeah. But again, Nick Saban. Does this go- make him quick, quick, faster? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he wants to do or whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. you know, what, I mean, whatever. But I mean, the point is, Nick Saban could go zero and thirty-six the next three years, and nobody would ever say anything different than, "Oh, they kind of fell off." They're not going to go in three thirty-six. It doesn't matter. But you, you get my point. I mean, he's established. His his. This isn't Jimbo or Lane or somebody who's still sort of establishing his legacy. Mm-hmm. His legacy's set. It's set. If Nick Saban died today, God forbid, the the, the lead would be the greatest football coach, the greatest college football coach of all time. Yeah, sure. That's legacy. So he can. I mean, come on. There's not another person yeah. on the planet. Yeah, he's not defending his credentials at this point. There's not another person on the planet who would say that would be his his obituary. Yeah, sure. Well, that's Saban's. So I just kind of listen when he talks, man. I just kind of like, oh, I'm paying attention. He's coached Alabama for 16 seasons, won six titles. Yeah, and, and he won one at LSU. And he was really successful at Michigan State. And he's been in the game forever. And he coached in the NFL a little bit, both as an assistant and as a head coach. I just think you have to take his words – And they have weight. I don't listen to – when he talks like this, I don't think of him as the Alabama coach. I kind of think of him as the czar. I think he's speaking logically. He'd be one of a very handful, small group of people you would trust with that position. Yeah. Well, so imagine him in that role right now when he's talking right here. Some of the same things that you were saying a minute ago, like your friend who sent you the text about, I'm not sure I'm going to be as – that's what he's saying. And he's right. The NFL's built on this when people go, this is pro football. No, it's not. He's exactly right. If you offered Roger Goodell 
every team right around eight and eight going to oh right. sign me up. Why? It's every, everyone's invested. There's money. It's Thirty two fan bases that are in locked in. On top of the uh, of the fantasy football and on yeah. on, on top gambling. of the gambling. Now yeah, because suddenly lines are oh, pickums and minus it. ones. Oh, and, I got everybody in. Everybody's in the pool. Happy. Yeah, three and thirteen doesn't sell. So you know the team that goes four and eight in the league. I mean four and eight, one and seven in the league. What what what, what do you tell them? Well, if you guys would just give more. <laughs> Takes a lot of pressure off the coach, doesn't it? Hey, not really my fault. It had you. You know. I mean, look, I mean, we had six million. If we if we'd had twelve. I mean, you're seeing it right now to an extent in baseball. I mean, the message board right now, Ole Miss is starting to get active in the transfer portal. We'll see what that looks like over the next six weeks. Ole Miss clearly, in whatever percentage you want to put, is in the high end of college baseball revenue. No question. Um, you know, but the question is, well, but are they LSU or are they A&M? You know, and then well, if not, well, I mean, why the hell not? You know what I mean? I mean, even then, it's not blaming the fans. Look, this is not coming from the staff. It's just fans talking among themselves. But at the end of the day, that is part of the question. Well, just how much money we got? Why don't we have more? Do we have enough? We do have enough? Okay, well, then it's on the coaches. But it's almost like not on the coaches unless you're at the very pinnacle of the giving. You know what I mean? Sure. Which, logically, I get how salary caps work, and that makes sense. Yeah. But in some ways, it's like, well, that's a pretty damn good place to be for the coach. I lost so-and-so. Well, had I had 100000 which is not wrong, but that's – some misguided stuff when you're making a lot of money. Yeah. That doesn't make the fan feel better. No. Hey, I chose you over putting braces on Timmy quite yet. And you're going to blame me? I, I mean... I mean, it's a... Again, I, 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 again the told, word of the day is disconnect. We're just separating. Yes. Slowly just moving apart. But in, in college athletics, if you get an emotional disconnect from the fans... It's a big deal. That's a big deal. And, I, I, and you're more dialed into this than I am, but... You get people that kind of go, hey, I don't know. know. In a world where you're asking people, hey, because here's the difference between pro sports and college sports too. Most pro sports fans, I mean, not all, but most, right? If you're a, pick a team. just for Pro sports? Yeah. The Phoenix Suns. You're a Phoenix Suns fan. The odds are overwhelming that you live in the greater Phoenix area. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you drive over from Tempe. To the Suns game, and the Suns play the Nuggets, lose by eight, get back in the car and go home. Okay, well the college game's different. There's not sixty five thousand people in Oxford. Feels like it sometimes, but there aren't. So you're asking again that hypothetical family of four point two five in Atlanta or Nashville to drive over here all the time. Well, got to pay for gas, got to get a hotel room. Hotels are expensive. Got to go out to eat. The, even if you can get in some place to go eat, you wait for two hours, then it's expensive. Little Johnny's bitching about it. You go to the game, I and mean, you do the Grove thing, and you go to the game, and it's hot as hell, and you you you, you go see the Rebels play whoever, and you got to get back in the car the next morning and get back home, and, and you got to get the grocery stuff done because Monday's going to be busy because you got all you – know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you take the emotional tie out of it, or lessen it just a little bit. Just just sever it some. Fray it a little bit. Just one link. Just gets easier for someone to go, why are we doing this? You know, for the same money, John, you could go in with Billy over there and y'all could buy Titans tickets. 
And again, it's not saying that the sport falls apart. It's saying that the structure doesn't work. So if you don't change something, that's all I'm saying. It's and it's yeah, not it's like, not that everybody's going to stop caring completely. Or, it's or that, tomorrow, it's well, yeah. it's time. But again, it's it's that they're everybody's asking for more, not less. So any minimization is a problem as you move forward. And so when he talks about, hey, if you think it's disparity now, mm-hmm. and I do, I mean, like I look at it, I'm like, hey, nobody can beat Georgia. We go into a season, it's what saves college football, is that every fan base has an expectation in their head, and that is not win the title. Right. It's something's less than that. Right. So you're competing against your number. It's almost like golf handicaps a little bit of, hey, no, if I go shoot 88, I had a hell of a day. Well, I've heard Ole Miss fans do it, right? There seems to be this consensus number this year. Okay, eight wins. Yeah, eight. All right, so if I win eight, I'm I'm satisfied. Ole Miss fans want two things, at least eight wins, set up for a 24 playoff run. Right. So if you give them, so if they go in eight, if 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 Ole Miss goes eight and four, most everybody's gonna be like, okay. That's what I expected. I'm good. Yeah. Nine and three, I'm thrilled. Seven and five, I'm a little disappointed. Ten and two, I'm exuberant. Six yeah. and six, I'm ooh. Pissed. Eleven and one, I'm 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 blowing up. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five and seven, I want to fire everybody. I yeah. mean, that's that's your to your point. It's like that. <laughs> I I just I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. In the past, it's been that deal where you know a team underachieved or whatever, but. There at the end of the season, there was a sentimentality to the of guys because they'd been there for a while. And so you still went because you wanted to cheer those guys on. Do you go when the guys that are finishing the season have only been there a year? You don't know them? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll give you an example. We'll find, we'll I, find the answer I, over time. I, I, I'll give you an example. I was at the, the Arkansas Miss game in Fayetteville last year. Uh, Arkansas had, had a disappointing season. They went 6-6, six and six, went to the Liberty Bowl. That was They, they expected to be better than that. I yeah. think they expected to be an eight-win team. Yet a lot of the fans were there that night to cheer for guys like Bumper Pool and those cats who'd been there for 22 years. Do the same fans show up on a 20-degree night to cheer for a bunch of one-year transfers? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the laundry is that powerful. Yeah. And then then again, maybe it's not. And if I'm in an athletics department today, if I'm Keith Carter or the people that work for Keith Carter and I'm sitting in a room, that's a question that I'm asking myself. And I don't know that I know the answer. Look, give them the exact same stats, the exact same contributions. And look, they both might get standing ovations. Matt Morrell is going to get a louder one than Murray. Yeah. We've seen him. Of course. He's our dude. Of course. What happened that night in Arkansas? There were cats I had never heard of, right? They were yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're out there. Hey, 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 good for you. Thanks for wearing the uniform. And then Bumper Pool shows up and it's 70,000 people standing up. Why? He's not an NFL player. He's a good player. Yeah. I hate that I'm doing Arkansas because I know I'm going to get lit up. Like no, Christmas you're good. Tree, I get but, it. But they all stood up and cheered for him for like long enough that they had to slow the thing down because mm-hmm. he was one of them. Yeah. And that's the part, right? What did people used to really love about recruiting? Hey, I, he picked Ole Miss because he fell in love with the school. He fell in love. He did the same with, thing I did. Yeah. He went to this. He walked the same class, sidewalks, but he picked it for the same reason that I did. I loved it's it. That's why we like stories on recruiting visits that are more detailed. Hey, where'd you go eat? Yes. Hey, I like getting the chicken parm too. Right. But now it's, yeah, I, I came in. I was there for like six hours. Uh, they told me I'd, I'd start, and then they offered me. I mean, Isaac Hukwu told me on the podcast last week, he said, basically the first conversation, he was laughing. He said the coaches would call him, and the first question was, how much do you think you're worth? 
He's like, well, how the hell do I answer that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you tell me what I'm worth. I don't. Yeah. He said, I said, almost every coach would call and go, hey, so how much do you want? What are you worth? You go, <laughs> I, I've been at James Madison, cat. I don't know. Like you. So that's NFL free agency. Yeah. What's the number? Hey, we're going to bring you into the building in Detroit. We're going to offer you four years and whatever guaranteed. But hey, the, the moment you walk out of the room without agreeing to it, that offer is, is off the table. Well, like I was talking to that baseball coach earlier in the week and when he texted back about tampering or whatever. And I made some comment about like, what is what is this like or whatever? And the guy responded and said, I almost wish and he wasn't making a bad connotation, just the it being on the chest. He goes, I almost wish it was like the scarlet letter where they just wore their number they wanted on the front so we could skip time. He goes, I swear, I guess I just wish there was price tags on every player. And you just go, speed dating. Yeah. And you go, nah, I can't do that. Oh, okay. I want to talk to you. Well, I mean, I talked to Andy one day, Andy Kennedy. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they're they heavy on the portal at UAB. And I asked him, what, what's it like? And he said, speed dating. I said, really? What do you mean? He goes, you just call them. You call them and you go, hey, what are you looking for? And can you, you, you either know you can do it or you know you can't. Cool. The two things that, like, well, Carl Lafferty is going to call 200 kids over the next two weeks. Looking for eight, basically. And he's going to hope for two things. A number that makes sense for them financially mm-hmm. and that the kid knows some semblance of anything about their program. Literally anything. Because that'll put them a little head up. Because a lot of coaches can call and go, I don't even know what state you're in, Cat. Like, where? who are you? Mm-hmm. You mean Music to his ears would be, yeah, you know, I was on YouTube and saw the season. And you go, thank God. There you go. I, I'm, I can skip four steps here and now we might right. be in this thing. Right. Well, I mean, I was listening to the tournament, uh, yeah. watching the SEC tournament, and I can't remember who they were talking about. They were talking about some of the big powers in the SEC, and these kids that play in the middling leagues, yeah, sure. because of the ESPN deal, they can see all these games. The SOCON, the Sun Belt. Yeah, the- so they see LSU and Texas A&M and Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Florida and whatever. They know about them. So when those schools call, they know two things. Okay, I'm going to get lots of exposure. Scouts are going to watch me, and I'm going to get paid. And so then it comes down to, I mean, like if you've been playing at Pick a SoCon school, I can't think of Samford. Yeah. I mean, whether it's Ole Miss, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida. It's, the it's, answer is yes. The, yeah, they're all going to wow you, right? So it's just coming, who's the, okay, well, in all likelihood, it's going to come down with who gives me an opportunity to, to play <clears throat> and who can pay me the most. And that's fine. Until it's the whole roster. And then I kind of wonder if it's still fine. But maybe it is. I don't know. That's why I'm, I've had people go, you're being really negative about it. Well, I'm, then I'm not getting my message yeah, across. Yeah, no. Because in my mind, like if you could read my mind, what I have in my mind is a big question mark. Yeah. Just giant question mark. Like I don't know what that looks like over time. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss baseball is going to be on the kid, the shortstop from Cal State Northridge, who went into the portal yesterday. Ali Camarillo is his name. Never mm-hmm. heard of him before yesterday, but sure. whatever. He's probably going to get called ball. Hey, well, I know he's going to get called ball Ole Miss. There's going to be other SEC schools get there. And all of them are going to kind of look the same to me and go, oh, my God, I've been at Northridge. Yeah, yes. Y'all sure. compete against each other, but sure, because all of you are 10s. Sure, great. compared to Northridge playing at, at Texas <laughs> yeah. A&M, Ole Miss, Florida. Yeah, his only decision is going to be, do I care about location and just want to go to UCLA because it's down the road, or do I want to go, let's go. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. And then he's, cho- like, again, he's choosing between 10s. And, it, and it's just for one season. Yeah. It's I just mean, for one year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the crazy part. Because I mean, for a kid like that, Arkansas and Ole Miss and LSU, they all basically look the same. Well, they are the same. Yeah. Big stadiums, they win. There's money. It's the like, same thing. I don't know. It's yeah, the, sure. It's different uniforms. Yeah. Literally. 
different laundry. I mean, he might seriously pick for some dumb reason because everything else is the same. Yeah, well, because they are the same. Yeah. They're the same program. <laughs> they have the same technology. They have the same stuff. They have the same. They travel well. They stay yeah, in nice yeah. hotels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, all three of those programs, it's a better experience than, than pro ball. Double A. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I mean, if you play at Northridge and you go visit, seriously, if he went to take three visits, we'll take those three schools. Yeah. He went to LSU, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. He'd be like, wow, wow, and wow. Yeah, and he'd sit down with his legal pad and go, all right, how are we differentiating this? So it'd come down to opportunity and money. Money, yeah. What's your roster? I'm a second baseman. What's your second base situation? And how much you pay me? Yeah, because he's going to come to Ole Miss. He's shortstop. He's going to take a visit to Ole Miss if he takes one and goes, so what's that Cooper Pratt deal? Right. He's signing. He's showing. Yeah. What, what, what's up? What happens if he shows? Yeah. What are we doing? Can he play second base? Because when he goes to LSU, uh, uh, Jay Johnson's going to go, hey, you've heard of Cooper Pratt, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's not going pro. <laughs> he's showing. He's their dude. And Dave Van Horn's going to be like, oh, yeah, Pratt. <laughs> he's already in Oxford. He's awesome. <laughs> he's he's phenomenal. We, we would, I'd trade half my roster for him. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, what did Ole Miss offer you? Yeah, exactly. All right, well, what if we add five to that? Right. And here we go. Let's go back and forth. Yeah, and, and, sure. I, and and maybe that's cool. You're right. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that ends up being a fun thing for fans. I don't know. But it's the football part that's interesting. Yeah, no, I know. You know, yeah. it's the you, I can make the basketball kind of exciting and the baseball kind of exciting. But the football, when you have those kinds of numbers, mm-hmm. it's kind of wonder. Yeah. Speaking of football tickets for uh, Ball Hemingway Stadium this fall, the 2023 season, they're you can order them now to participate in the seat selection process to explore seating options. Visit OleMissTix.com. Give them a call at 662-915-7159 today. Again, that is OleMissTix.com or 662-915-7159 to participate in the seat selection process. Brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them and they will uh, conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated is the guy to go to if you are trying to uh, get the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he will give you options that you're probably not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's uh, newest Greek restaurant on the square. Great place to go. Fabulous food, craft libations. And more at uh, OPA. I'll have a uh, mailbag up later today. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Service specialist staffing and recruiting agency has been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Uh, they can help you if you're on the job hunt. They can also help companies find quality, hard-to-find talent. It's always free for the job seeker, and uh, your company's not going to pay unless you hire a candidate that was brought to you by service specialists. So get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check them out at servicespecialist.com. Service Specialist LTD, I should say, .com. Uh, get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. 
Schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. And don't forget our friends at Southern Traditions Farm as we get into summer. Uh, If you're looking for something to do with your young people, they have a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility, two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, uh, so much offered there, including uh, beginner lessons from uh, trainer Susan Waltz. So it's uh, Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram. I don't blame um, – I don't think I blame Kentucky for this hotel thing, right? No. I mean, they weren't – they they were literally considered the worst team in the league outside of Missouri. Well, not only that, but the, the, like, the, the, the festival thing, the music thing has been playing for a yeah, year. I, I, it just I, happened. You can't go, hey, we're not going to do that because just in case we get a I host I get site. it's not ideal, but I – It's going to be all right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm having a hard time drumming up frustration yeah at kentucky i mean I, I feel for some of the fans of like, well it doesn't allow parents to stay with the kids which sucks right. that sucks but it'll be okay they can't even stay in like neighboring like it's i guess you have to stay within a certain range but yeah i mean draws more than forty thousand people every year oh that sorry that's a secondary one there is a great american brass band festival in nearby danville which draws forty thousand people yeah it's just in addition to the the big one it's a big party weekend. headlined by tyler, tyler childers and zach bryan and then somehow weezer i didn't really understand how that uh, got separated into that but here we are cheryl crow there on oh, that one it's some names yeah i was looking through it west virginia kentucky indiana ball state that feels like a very Kentucky regional, doesn't yeah. it? That did. That that felt very Kentucky as that was being. Which is uh, interesting because when you land in Lexington, you always think, I'm in the Midwest. <laughs> I like Lexington. Well, I, I like, really like Lexington. I do too. I like Lexington a ton. Yeah. It's great. One of my favorite towns. Yeah. I wish it were closer. That would be, that, That's one of the better SEC towns that we just don't get much because of yeah. east-west stuff and it being so far away. I mean, it's one of the schools. I'm like, hey, you got to look, look at Kentucky. And it's think, also worth noting that it's not like they're putting them in Ken Cannon. Like, it's, yeah, it's but, residential-style dorms. This is not slumming it. It's going to be okay. They're, they're basically apartments. Yeah, it's going to be okay. State high school baseball, softball, and track competitions are also going on. It's a lot happening. It just is what it it's is. It's a busy weekend in Lexington. <laughs> I guess people are mad that the NCAA approved it, but the NCAA kind of threw its hands up and said, we we're fine with the accommodations they offered for the team. So well, what are we upset about? Were you going like, to punish Kentucky because there's a music festival? They earned a seed. Since Kentucky could not secure the minimum number of hotel rooms within the specified distance of no more than 30 miles, the school informed the committee it had secured three different on-campus resident buildings within proximity of the stadium where the teams could be housed. While the locations are residence halls, it was the understanding of the committee that the accommodations are an apartment-style residence facility. Kentucky stated to the committee that each building will be staffed 24 hours a day by university personnel to provide any services needed. Additionally, Kentucky secured hotel rooms at three separate sites in Louisville, which is approximately 65 miles away. If teams prefer, they will have the option to stay at one of the hotels in Louisville. After thoroughly discussing the arrangements with Kentucky's Athletics Administration, the committee voted to accept the university's bid as a top 16 seeded regional host. I got no issues. None. And if I'm a coach, we'll just stay in the dorms. We're not going to stay 65 miles away in Louisville. No. The dorms will be fine from a player standpoint. It won't impact whether you win or lose the regional. <laughs> 
It's different, you know. I mean, they had stuff planned. It is, it is what it is. It's fine. It's gonna be okay. If that's the worst thing that happened, and that's what we're upset about, we've had a good day. Yeah. If that's if if that's where it falls, then yeah, it's, it's Kentucky good. is the twelve, by the way, paired with the uh, Baton Rouge regional. Oh. Enjoy your trip to Baton Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They could they could beat LSU in, in a super. LSU needed to not see an SEC team that had a little more pitching depth that could throw them for a loop. I think they would have wrecked. All Kentucky's got to do in a in a one first game super regional is just work skeins. Get in the pen. Get in the pen. Even if you lose the game, yeah, it's fine. You're expected to lose the game. Don't let skeins go eight and a third. Do what Arkansas did to him in the tournament. Yeah, just work him. That's it. You're not going to hit him hard. Just work him. Build his pitch count up. We're close here. I saw this in one of my uh, things each morning. With uh, going to put some alcohol trivia on you here to close. All right, you good? Yeah, it's probably my expertise. Summer vibes here. We got the uh, the season. Time to get the classic cocktails out for you. I'm going to give you ingredients. You tell me what the uh, the cocktail is. Oh, got it. Okay, you got six of them. No, you're going to do fine. I got five of the six. Okay. Gin, Campari, sweet vermouth. You can get oh, this. I one. saw this the other day. You can get this. Yeah, it's uh uh. uh Oh, it's kind of a grapefruit taste to it. Yeah, no, I saw I saw it made the other day. Um, I, I'm I'm not good with names. I, I don't know. A Negroni. Okay. Yes, that is correct. Vodka, coffee liqueur, heavy cream. Vodka, coffee liqueur. That's a uh, a, a martini, a coffee. That's a white Russian. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, you know, milk looking. Yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vodka, lime, ginger beer. Oh, that's a um. The, you, you need ser- multiple choice. You get you all the right if I gave you, you the You serve them in the copper. That is correct. The, uh, I'll, I'll give you mostly credit for that. Moscow Mule. Moscow Mule. Moscow Mule. This is the one I missed. Rum or get. I don't even know what that is. Grand Marnier, lime juice, simple syrup. Rum or gay. I don't know. Grand Marnier. Mm, I don't know. It's a Mai Tai. Oh. I've never had one before, I don't think. I, don't I would think not I have, have known how to make that or anything. At that I, point. I don't think I've ever had one of those either. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, here you go. Rye whiskey, sweet vermouth, Angostura bitters, maraschino cherry for garnish. Rye whiskey. Vermouth. Vermouth. Bitters. bitters. I don't know what that's called. It's a Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Your brain is not working. No. And then the last one, rum, vodka, tequila, gin, triple sec, Lemon juice, simple syrup, splash of cola. Yeah, that's the uh, Long Island iced tea. That is correct. Yes. So people used to order those all the time, and I hated it. It's like, oh, God, it took God, so dang it! Yeah, and you're just pouring after a while. Basically, it just means pour all the alcohol into the yeah it's thing like, and call it a day. Like if you're drinking that, you're not drinking for your palate. Oh God, you're no. just drinking to get trashed. So if there's a little more vodka than rum, so be it'll it. be. A, they can't taste it at that no, point. No, come on. Uh, I'll talk a little more NHL tomorrow. That doesn't start until Saturday with the Knights and the Panthers. Um, if you're the coach of the team, are you touching your conference championship trophy? Because they went completely opposite. So the Panthers who have come out as the eight seed, they're the college team. It's just hot and rolling right now. They mobbed, put fingerprints all over the mm-hmm. Eastern conference trophy. They celebrated that bitch. The Knights did the whole stay away. That's not our goal thing. No, I, I think you celebrate. If you're the eight. You, yeah, I just think, I think when the Bruins been here, that's not the goal. But. I mean, they, the Heat aren't going to lose to the Nuggets because they touched the Eastern Conference Championship. 
they're going to lose because they can't guard Nicola, but it won't be because of that. You, it, it's so hard to win a conference championship. Celebrate that thing. Hell yeah. Can have two really good environments. Vegas has had a good environment. Oh, it'd be great. Florida sort of picked it up during this run. Yeah. NBA yeah. final starts tomorrow. Denver's going to be a madhouse because of what we just talked about earlier. Yeah. Bulls. It's hard to. Yeah. God, everybody's in love with those guys. If you've been a Nuggets fan, you've cheered for the same dudes for a while. Be the biggest coach coaching challenge for Spolstra with Malone. Yeah. Well, he wishes Malone would go play. That's fair. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> All right. What, what do we do with that big guy? Yeah, that's that, the, it's easier to coach when you have him in the middle. You can kind of figure uh, it out. It's the unicorn. Yeah. So All right. Back tomorrow. Um I don't know. We'll talk. There'll be something happen today. I promise. We'll uh, we'll hit on that tomorrow and then move through the week as uh, as well with several more shows. I hope all of you have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.